Hey, Internet, welcome back to Same Ish Different Day, the podcast where we continue the march into madness. I'm Raza Malik, and I'm joined with my Amaze Balls co host, Bailey Nargang, also featuring the lovely Wine Mom, the arbiter of everything TikTok and YouTube. Hey, it's Wine Mom. Bailey here. Gotta drop that reminder that you can find this show on any streaming service you use. Remember to leave a sassy review, and you wanna bash us or our opinions generally? Well, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and maybe some other places in the future. I join these guys weekly to keep their egos in check as we break down complex social issues and talk about why your kids shouldn't be watching family vloggers. We talk about real-ish on a real level. Ain't got time for the Twitters? Don't worry, we have collectively wasted our existence combing the internet for you. Also, before these two get carried away, don't be shy. Join our Discord for the inside scoop. You can also support us on Patreon, where you can work your way up your our very own class system. And don't worry, it's pay to win. So welcome back to another episode of Same Shit, Different Day, where we try not to rip each other's heads off. Let's get it. Welcome to Same Ish Different Day, the podcast with a name that we can't say anymore. This week, we're going to test your commitment to us because we're feeling poopy, all right? Two out of three of us are definitely not in positive spirits. So, uh, pop quiz, at the end, you got you to gotta submit in the comments who you think was in the shitty mood. <laughs> um, <laughs> this week, we're talking about... <laughs> it's always me, it seems. Um, this week, we're talking about the state of Twitch and a couple different factors of it. I think they're very interesting questions, and I would like to let Raza summarize where we should start off here. Raza, take it away. Thank you, Bailey, the podcast master. Um, so more as more streamers leave Twitch for other platforms like YouTube, for example, Dr. Lupo, Tim, the Tatman, and Pokemon, <laughs> which fun fact about Pokemon, she went to my, my high school, uh, and there are apparently two more streamers that are leaving as at time of, of recording this. So the question is, are we seeing a shift? Are people going towards a new pla uh, platform? Uh, and since Twitch has changed a lot, like giving big streamers less money along with contracts that are less lucrative, is Twitch becoming a victim of its own success where the bubble that they have created is about to pop? And the next part of that question is, is YouTube the better option? Some it may be, and then for others, it may not be. For a, a good example is when 100 Themes and member Valkyrie switched to YouTube uh, gaming. Uh, and because she, she switched to that, her contract was worth even more, even though she got less uh, viewers. Thing when I switched over, obviously I signed a contract, so I was like, okay, this is for stability. I can do what I want and not have to worry about the numbers and stuff. If I have one of viewers, I'll I'll be f fine. What is causing this mass exodus of streamers going elsewhere? Okay, and, so. Uh, Let's leave it at that. So just go there. And go <laughs> um, first off, it sounds like her main concern from that statement there, like her main concern is about having a contract. Mm -hmm. 
Like, it sounds like she wants a guaranteed check for her streams, which is also kind of reasonable when you have that much clout, right? When you've already established an audience, I can guarantee I'm going to bring X amount of people on a weekly basis. Then I think that warrants getting a consistent check. Yes, yeah, 100, 100 because it, it, it's a job, right, at, at that point. And mm. when you want to stream consistently. Yeah. So wine mom, you could even take that to like your, your favorite Minecraft streamer of any sort, right? Like, don't you feel that if they have a pull, like if you're part of their community and you're watching on a regular basis, shouldn't they get a consistent paycheck for the, the amount of people they're bringing to the platform? I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> every platform has different financial benefits. Like, I feel like Twitch, it's weird to say, Twitch is more of like a gamer community. It's a little bit more like, for lack of a better term, like a cult-ish type gamer community. So like people who are watching these streamers, they go a little bit harder when it comes to games. And mm -hmm. I feel like YouTube is just more of like, it's just more like an everyman content place, if that makes sense. So like... I know that doesn't make sense considering we do a podcast here, but <laughs> it's like, um, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like what I'm trying to say makes sense. <laughs> trying so, to make it make sense. But it's like, it. Mm. you're saying that because it's like a, uh, a free for all, basically, that there shouldn't be any sort of, it's like okay, a, free, so, it's a free market kind of. So what I was going to say is that, when I'm watching someone on YouTube, even if it's a Minecraft YouTuber, when I'm watching someone on YouTube play games, nine times out of ten, they play a multitude of different games and they do other content. So if I'm going to use someone, for example, let's say Markiplier, for instance, because it's the easiest one for me to go to, right? He does games and he also has a YouTube Red series that he did. He also just does regular videos. He does food review videos, a multitude of different things there. So if I'm going to watch Markiplier stream, I'm more inclined to watch his streams on YouTube because that's where all of his content sits. He makes he makes video formatted content, yeah. whereas people who stream exclusively stream. So you're sitting with these guys mm. for sometimes eight plus hours. So it really just depends on like, if you're watching a multitude of different content or if you're looking to like watch the same guy play the same game for the same eight hours every day. So it's easier to keep that contained to somewhere like Twitch versus on YouTube. Yeah. Because on, because on YouTube, like it's so easy for you to be like, okay, I've already watched 45 minutes of the stream and but like, look at all these suggested videos over here that I could watch of this content creator. So it's just more of a bounce around platform. It's not, solely to focus on a stream whereas when you're on twitch you're not going to bounce from stream to stream to stream to stream you're going to watch one streamer completely or I like, think, like sorry i think that's an excellent point you brought up there just because it's uh the as the platforms develop if i have a popping audience on facebook or i have a popping audience on tiktok why not just stream straight to tiktok rather than to twitch right right I know that's an exaggeration, but very realistically, it could be that accessible in the next few years, right? Right. Yeah. So I just I, think it it just makes more sense 
if you're if you're doing a multitude of different content to keep streaming on the site where you're doing your multitude of different content so like mark yeah. markiplier does a bunch of different videos it makes sense for him to like because this is this is a common trend you see amongst youtubers they post a like an hour-long video of a game that they played right so for instance let's say he played resident evil he played one he did one video for like his scary video series that he did it would then make sense for him because I know he's done this in the past to say, if you like this video, give it all these likes and then I'll stream play it. And so then he'll stream the game for, you know, seven hours and play it. Whereas on Twitch, it's not like that. It's like you're opening up this game. And if your viewers are like, this game sucks, I don't like this. You got to switch games. You got to do whatever yeah. you got to do. It's it's more pandery. Whereas YouTube, it's like you're getting what you're getting from the youtuber and and plus it's like <clears throat> when i was like like doing the research for for this uh like you oh, sorry uh you, you youtube is a great place for vod so like you can go back like you can still like access the the content the the, the creators uh back catalog too right um, uh, and but, but uh, Twitch, uh, it, it sort of like limits that. So so like you're you're not able to to do um, so certain things on Twitch. Like the reason why I think you, you, YouTube is up and coming is because it offers uh, things that Twitch doesn't. Uh, it offers the, the um, from I, I, I again I don't know if this is true, but like you 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 YouTube. Uh, gives some sort of degree of freedom of control, whereas Twitch you have to sort of like play within their TOS, and it, and if you find a loophole, good for you. That's a that's a dub, but it'll be patched up pretty quickly. So, uh, I I I I just think that um, both ser services have stuff that like uh uh they can offer and they they can excel at but for like longevity and for like sustainability i don't that's a that's where it gets kind of murky right yeah. i mean like i'm gonna tell you right now the the massive difference between the two platforms other than what i just described right the massive difference is is youtube has ad revenue right now twitch does mm -hmm. i get it but the ad revenue is different so on twitch your main source of income are your viewership you mm -hmm. need subscribers you need followers you need donations you, you like you need that community in order to remain successful right yeah. whereas when you go to youtube as long as you have people watching your videos to some degree then you're going to be fine. But not only that, you get the, depending on the creator, right? So like someone like Pokemon or Valkyrie who've gone from Twitch and they've moved to YouTube, right? Like you said, mm -hmm. what works for them is the contract, but it works. Why? Because YouTube then has a vested interest in promoting their content on other people's recommended feeds. Right. So mm -hmm. whereas Twitch, they do do that with some of their bigger creators, but that's pretty rare and it twitch is more of like a you build the community you build on i mean we've seen all the issues with the hot tub stream so that's a different thing but 
it's it's just on YouTube, you kind of stand more of a chance. And if you have a contract, you're going to get promoted more. You're going to yeah. get more opportunities. And with YouTube, like everybody's – people can say what they want, but when you come home after work, you put YouTube on, and a lot of times people just let it yeah. autoplay. No, so you're bro. just watching whatever's coming up. That So YouTube, from my PR knowledge, um, mm-hmm. I was reading the reports this year. YouTube is up – 30% in viewership of people aged 35 to 65. So even the boomers now, rather than mm-hmm. watch cable, they come you home and they watch YouTube, which is fucking wild to see that change. Because once they shift, then it's like, then that rest of that audience is done. There's no more cable. Everyone just watches YouTube. Well, that's that in 2020? 2021. Uh, 20... okay. 2021. 2021. So, so th- th- go ahead. So could the pandemic play a role in, in that? Maybe. Viably, but if you're already a committed cable viewer, why wouldn't you just continue your viewing habits? Very good point. So what was the age bracket that you just said, Bailey? I want to hear you 35 to 65. Okay, so if we're saying 35, right, if you think about it, Within you said within the last five years or within the last year? Year. If you think about it, like someone who's 35, right, they probably have young children. So when you're 35, you could have children between the ages mm-hmm. of like 15, depending on when you had children, to as young as like five, right? Maybe even younger. Obviously a year old, you can have kids at any time. But if you think of it that way, like those the kids are watching these videos and probably saying to their parents like, oh, look at this YouTube channel or look at this YouTube video I watched. And so now the older generation, they're starting to see like, it's funny because my grandmother was watching a documentary about a guy who does these really cool paintings by putting them on this custom built machine that spins them. And mm-hmm. then he just like swings a pendulum of paint mm-hmm. over the paintings. He's mm-hmm. very well known, super popular guy. I don't really know much about him, but super cool guy. My grandmother watched some documentary about him on um, on cable one time, and she was so obsessed with him. And then she told me she was so upset because she wanted to see his other videos and his other content, but she didn't know where to find it. So now my 70-something-year-old grandmother, she's watching YouTube because that's where the content is for her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's the natural progression, whereas before old people wanted to watch a show they really liked, what would they go and do? They would go out and either purchase a channel where it would be all the time on that channel on TV, or they would do what? Buy the DVD set. So now they don't have to do that anymore. You can go on places like Netflix or YouTube and find an abundance of it. You know, yeah. for myself, I really like Bob Ross. I'm not buying the DVD. I'm watching it on YouTube because it's mm-hmm. it's there. It's sometimes there's live streams. There's tons of content of Bob Ross to watch on YouTube. So it's like it just makes sense for people to navigate to that place. I don't even yeah. use cable. I've I've I have not used cable in easy. I don't know seven years at this point. Yeah, we yeah, don't have household. We, we, we no. don't have that. Uh, I haven't had cable since I moved out when I was eighteen. But this is also where I think your point about having the centralized media is like severely important because not just Mm -hmm. for old people and the older audiences, I think in general, people who aren't necessarily the most tech savvy, when they get into an influencer, they're going to be committed to the platforms that that influencer uses. 
So right. I say it as your grandma finds out this guy, she's not necessarily going to download Twitch if he's already putting his live streams to YouTube. So what's the point? Right. right. I think that well, is, is a really critical point that you that, that to tie those together. So, or, uh, so the last point to this point, and then we'll go on to the next one. Is right. I uh, do you know? I'm surprised I know him, but do you do you do you guys know who disguised Toast is? Toast. I've Disgu read it before, but I don't know no. who he is. He he used to be a big Twitch streamer. He he left Twitch. And now he's making a com He's coming back apparently. Uh, he even came out and said, uh, "You should never begin streaming a, your streaming career by making a Twitch account, and just starting, <laughs> and just starting to stream because you will not get any viewers. You guys know how bad the t the Twitch discovery system is. So I looked into that, and uh, apparently." I don't want. I, I I don't know if I can say this, but Twitch does kind of play favoritism with certain channels. Hundred percent, uh, it does. I don't. Okay, so like that. I think, and I think it's kind of alluding to that. So like, unless Twitch can fix that, uh, it's going to cause more and more people who want to stream to go elsewhere. Well, I think, I think it's important to. Okay, so, like, not to talk about our own tech strategy or what we're doing with our own show, but the reality is, is, like, we stream on Twitch because it's a streaming platform that a lot of people use, and there's categories that people browse, and it makes sense. It, the way that it's integrated into other systems, it makes sense. But you don't put all of your eggs in one basket. You mm. use other platforms, so you got to be on places like... Twi uh, like Twitch, uh, like TikTok, where it's short form algorithm and you can get seen pretty easily. You want to have some of your stuff on Instagram reels and on feeds. And then you also want to have, and this is something that I feel like every streamer, I feel like there's a group of streamers that are successful, but not very well known. And the reason why they are is because they stream on Twitch regularly, very regularly. And then they take their long format content and they cut it up into segments and then they post it on YouTube. Because mm -hmm. there's tons of Twitch streamers that I watch on YouTube, but I watch them on YouTube because they take their long format content with all of the viewer comments that I don't give a shit about. And they mm -hmm. make it into a smaller format where I can like follow one story from a huge segment and it works. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's just you have to stretch yourself across other platforms. And the reason why Twitch is so good is because you can just do a big long platform you can you can have this platform and do a big long stream and then you can cut it up and put it on other places mm -hmm. oh yeah 100%. i concur yeah. with you know? that that's I, if i could piggy a back off that and go on my high mm -hmm. horse is Pay like that's a big thing that frustrates the shit out of me with all these twitch streamers complaining i don't think they're I just don't think they're applying an effective enough media strategy. Like going off of what you said here, I think a lot of them want to just stream and continue doing the one thing that they're used to and the one thing that they're good at. Yeah. But mm -hmm. especially well, when you're a media developer, no matter what, you're always going to have to adapt in some form or fashion. So it, it is unfortunate. <clears throat> I, I accept that they became successful doing that particular format, but maybe part of it is analyzing how you should change your footing within the media realm 
Well, I mean, you have to be willing to grow because this is this is the thing. It's like I have found so many content creators, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it straight up. Most of the content creators that I have stumbled upon weren't even from their main platforms. It's from Twitter. Because mm-hmm. I'm on this platform where this person is posting, you know, maybe a snippet of one of their videos or a picture or a screenshot or they're having a conversation or they're in hot topics and they're like being engaging on Twitter. It's like you have to you have to reach out to different types of audiences and and put yourself out there. At one point in time, it was possible because Twitch was so popular and new, it was possible to just start a Twitch account and just stream on Twitch. But it's like people are not going to be able to find you if you, A, aren't super fucking popular and everybody's talking about your content and resharing and if if your audience is resharing and reposting your clips and fan paging you, you're not going to get found just streaming on Twitch, you know? And it's like also with the knowledge that whatever people want to say, all forms of business, especially in platforms like media platforms, they play favorites. They obviously do because what's going to make them money playing favorites. So it's like being willing to, I just, I truly believe having a Twitch and having a YouTube should be mutually exclusive. Like if you really want to be popular on Twitch, you got to have a YouTube channel because you have to have an additional place to put Mm -hmm. your content. It just, it's the only thing that makes sense to me anyway. Yeah, like yeah, I and I oh, do God. agree with, with with what you both are are saying wholeheartedly, but at the same time, we're looking at this through our expertise expertise of a lens, right? Like we mm-hmm. we know uh we know what to do. The average Jimmy or Timmy out there doesn't even understand that. Oh, you you we need to have our 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 feet or our toes and everything all right they just assume streaming is the one thing and mm-hmm. that's how you're gonna make it so when ta- I, yeah so like i do agree but like we know this like we have been in the, in the industry we see this um but it's just uh something that like the average viewer won't won't, won't understand mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah I just I just feel like people have to stop pigeonholing themselves and then being mad when they don't get successful from that, mm-hmm. especially because like from our what we do, like I've seen Bailey, he, he is putting our content everywhere on anything yeah. that any anytime we say, <laughs> hey, Bailey, you should put a video on this website. He's like, all okay. right, more work. <laughs> I'll do it because it's like. You have to have an understanding that the the wider audience you can reach, the better it's going to be. Because it, it this and this is the thing with media because of, of the way that that certain creators are lucky enough. Because this is the thing; it's it's not that they're not good or that they are particularly good. It's it's luck that certain creators mm-hmm. blow up on one it's on one website relatively quickly because it all takes a certain formula for that to happen. Yeah. Which is why TikTok is what it is because TikTok is a very specific formula, and the only reason why creators got wildly crazy popular is because we weren't doing anything else but sitting on our phones watching TikTok. So it was easy to like fall into them on one platform, right? 
but it's yeah. like if you're new and you're really wanting to get out there like you have to you have to stretch yourself everywhere because you got to meet a wide range of audience yeah yeah yeah, no, uh, I do. I do. I do concur. Yeah. That's. I don't want to sidetrack on it too long, but TikTok. I think that a lot. Watching all the people who blew up on TikTok, like, what are these humans gonna do with their future? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, cool, this is why cool. a you're big a number. You're a TikTok chef. You're a TikTok chef. What happens in five years when there's a new app out? Well, here's the thing, though. I feel even even like a TikTok chef. I feel like they have good. They have a good chance. But these people who do random dancing videos, what are you <laughs> going to do next? It's yeah. the truth, though, because what are you going to do? That's... Because we've watched this happen with another content creator who all she did was dance videos. She got popular. She got offered a job to be as uh, we've talked about this on one of our episodes. Yeah. I cannot remember her name. I also don't give a shit. But she got popular enough that she was offered to be like a host on a on an award show. And it got taken away from her after she boasted about it online because she's not a journalist. She doesn't have a journalist background. Why is she interviewing people when she doesn't even know what she's doing? Right. And it's like these are very it was it addison ray i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. anyways i just feel like people like people see that and they think oh wow if i just do this dancing video like i'm gonna get very popular but it's like none of her content was original she yes. was unoriginal in every degree and then she got butt hurt when everybody called her out for it and then lost her opportunity and she was like it's all your guys's fault no honey get it <laughs> do something with your life yeah. Because, and I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to sound very weird and out of pocket, but let's talk about Meg the Stallion for a second, who has a billion dollar career making music and still graduated college. Yeah. Okay. She yeah. still went to school and graduated college. Now, people can say what they want about Meg, but she is a badass. Mm -hmm. She took her career seriously and her education seriously. And it's like people who are lucky enough to have some sort of popularity on TikTok, y'all should still be taking your career seriously outside yeah. of TikTok. Honestly, like, <laughs> like, uh, like I was even thinking about this. I was like, what happens when TikTok goes under? What happens? Right. Because Tencent, TikTok's parent company, is being stopped from updating and promoting it because the the, the country it's established in, the government is telling it to stop. So what happens when that entire when you put all of your eggs in one basket and that basket breaks right right so like and that's what like i'm i'm i feel confident and safe with specific specifically what we're doing if tiktok goes under we have youtube right mm -hmm. we have instagram yeah. we have all these other avenues to 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 make some sort of um revenue right but it's just like Charlie D'Amelio. What happens when she turns thirty? What happens after after that? Yeah. Right. Right. Like like her show, the Charlie D'Amelio show. That's not sustainable because people want well, the, the next thing. And here here's another thing with that as well is like a lot of these kids, they're getting these like like series like like um. Like, like keeping up with the Kardashian style series on places like Snapchat and Instagram, like in small yeah. formats. Like I, like we've seen. I don't even know if you guys even know who this is. Nikita Dragon had one. Um, Bad Baby, you know that rapper <laughs> Catch Me Outside. She had one, and like it's very popular. You know the Ace Family, they have one. So it's like 
these are things that that these young stars are like looking to have and it's like what are you gonna do when you have that and suddenly you become so boring because all it is is talking about you going to the ranch and buying expensive food and arguing with other tiktok stars like we're gonna get bored of it Mm -hmm. it may be popular for like the first season but after that like i don't care yeah like and and the kids that they're appealing to are gonna grow up and they're gonna move on out of that and the next generation yeah will be like who who are these boomers right uh, they won't care so like it's just like you you have to look at at uh how to make your career sustainable if you're doing it that that way well it's like and teaching these kids what to do with the money they make is another thing because right. it's like you know, I've wa- I've watched a lot of young YouTubers turn into adults and I've seen what they've done with their money and what they've done with their careers and how they've chosen to invest in other things besides just the main form of content that they do. And it's like a lot like there's this one kid who's been making fish content for years, like <laughs> like fish videos on YouTube. He has a farm and does all this stuff. And he's in one of no, in one of his recent videos, he was talking about like investment properties and equity, like yeah. literally oh. talking about equity. And I was like, no kid is going to understand what he's saying, but mm-hmm. they're going to care. You know why? Because this young kid who's now older and cool and has all this money in this life and he's talking about equity and these kids are going to want to understand and learn that. And it's like, these are the things that need to be being looked in because I don't know shit about equity. Like that yeah. stuff wasn't taught to us. And it's like, these kids just think fast money, fast money, fast money, popularity, Jake Paul, Logan, yeah. getting on YouTube drama channels, you know, Addison Ray getting a job as a journalist with no journalistic history whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. it's not realistic. And it like, and like and and like it's kind of interesting that let's bring him up because we're already in this mm-hmm. team star uh... can he manage to stay to stay up for a four-year-old man managed to like it's weird but how he was able to stay on top of, of it all for this long without like having any having to have any talent and or career exactly yeah have like or like any sort of contribution to the the industry very creepily living off teens yeah say that well because that's another case of someone not wanting to adapt he's sitting there all drama alert doesn't work anymore oh the way that youtube used to work is dead it's like no maybe you just make drama about children and nobody wants to watch it anymore right we should call child services on on him maybe maybe. (laughs) it's idiotic that one really keemstar specifically is like no bro maybe you need to self-reflect a little bit and not blame it on the audience yeah well and it's like even so i just heard recently philip defranco is is his show's not going to be anymore either oh really and that's huge considering he covers politics and stuff yeah apparently there's going to be some shift i mean he's been talking about for years Mm -hmm. i phil has always wanted to have a network like Mm -hmm. the young turks he's always wanted that so it's probably that's probably where his next step is going but that's hella lucrative now right but it's also a very big deal for phil Mm -hmm. to step back and no longer be the face of that show because he's been doing it since he was like 20 yeah yeah 
Yeah. Right. And he's now a father of two kids married with a like a billion dollar business making mm -hmm. YouTube videos. And it's like he covers a multitude of content, not just drama stuff. So to think that even he's like, OK, I got to rethink my strategy when politics is there's always something to talk about mm -hmm. is a yeah. it's a big deal. Well, but even, even Ethan successfully transferred to that. So he's probably watching right. H3 become a, a fucking news company somehow and going like, I need to get in on this. Yeah. Right. Like, like, I don't like, I don't let's, let's not talk about Ethan, but let's talk about Philip De, De, DeFranco. Like, I, I think he's, he's a little like, he's, he's, he's a, like, he's trying to get ahead before the crash happened. And there is going to be a crash and we are, Good. Thankfully enough, I've like from our content, marching the madness will be able to avoid the crash because of how what mm -hmm. we talk about and and the content that we put out. As long as you don't pigeonhole yourself to one thing like Keemstar does, then right. you have a higher chance of making it out of this. Mm -hmm. And it and it goes to show like the uh Philip DeFranco, uh, 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 Smosh, that's another one, but like you, it's all about adaptability. It's like in every other industry, you just have to learn to adapt and be consistent. What that? No. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, and like being able to look at your content in a transformative way instead of yeah. being like, this is all I know how to do. I can't do anything else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't you, you, you learn anything in the last 10 years of, of making content? Didn't you? Exactly. Like yeah. the world changes like every year. People don't want the same damn thing. Exactly. I mean, I can think of quite a few YouTubers who I've watched start making what was popular content at the time and then slowly finding their own like their own format of content and mm -hmm. making it better mm -hmm. and it's just like you have to it's okay to come in the game doing what everybody else is doing but then you need to find your place you need to start yeah you know finding your niche you can only do trends for so long mm -hmm. before it's like okay so you're just like a trend person yeah well yeah. again cool. to toot our own horn that's why it's like take the low and slow method like find our thing make it ours rather than just like yeah we could just hop on and let's do a tea podcast all right let's talk about the latest <laughs> news on twitter right right but yeah, not yeah. only that when you guys started doing this show it was just the two of you talking mm -hmm. about news and mm -hmm. for lack of a better term boy stuff right and you guys <laughs> both but you guys both said to yourselves okay, what can we do to like add something or change it or like challenge ourselves? And it's like, you guys talk about topics that I'm interested in and I talk about topics that you guys are interested in, but I really, like some episodes, I put you guys in a place where you're like, I have no idea what's going on, <laughs> but you guys still try, you know? And like, you guys are doing research and learning things and remembering things that I'm telling you about stuff that doesn't even cross your mind on a regular basis. So it's like, Yes, you're doing content that is like good content for everyone to see, but you're also challenging yourselves to do something or look at something that could yeah. maybe mm -hmm. fail or maybe make you look stupid. But mm -hmm. it's a it's about the ability to be like, okay, well, we can't 
literally just do the exact same gameplay, talk about news video forever. We have to like start looking at maybe pop culture things or other media things that you wouldn't think to look at. Yes. You know? Yeah. And yeah. like, well, Billy and I started this out. It was just like, hey, what can we do that's not that that is it has been done but it isn't like to a wide market and and like like the pod everybody do, do, does a podcast but we're figuring out like hey if we just do it in a different way the same f format but we present it in a different way that works and it does work because we're seeing our numbers show us that it's it's mm -hmm. Working now so like for us i have faith that like hey this is gonna take off or it like it kind of is taking off mm -hmm. but like as long as we stay like consistent to like what we, we want and and like again go with the trends don't be unresist unresistant to any of anything right because mm -hmm. yeah if, if, if you're gonna get it's survival of the fittest that's what it comes <laughs> out down, yes down, yeah. down to at the end adapt or die bro adapt or die yeah but i mean <laughs> right but also being willing to like try new things and challenge yourselves especially when you're a new content creator because i feel like this is a place where new content creators fail and then you do a trend and you stay on trend and you only do trendy things and then you become a popular youtuber and then you're like oh man i kind of want to do something like kind of fun and then you find that that video fails or or it's not content that you enjoy and then you regret doing that and it's like oh. take advantage of the time you have now to just like don't be so predictable <laughs> like yeah. have fun with your content and like don't make people think it's always going to be the same thing all the time like use your opportunity to explore and maybe find your niche yeah mm -hmm. yeah you know enjoy the process 100 percent. and it's just mm -hmm. like and like you're always learning new yeah. things about the whole social media or like the whole uh content creating in industry mm -hmm. and uh it's always gonna make you think that oh what i'm doing here maybe i should you know try some something else because nothing is going to be concrete i'm going to tell you this now what mm -hmm. we're doing here is, this podcast may, may change in like a bit a month because yeah like yeah how how it is so like i'm comfortable with adapting or like changing up as as much as as it can but don't change to the point where you lose your entire mm -hmm. point, right? Yeah. What Bailey is putting, he's hammering that in my head every time I tell him a new idea. I was like, what does that have to have to do with <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's the truth. Like, don't, don't stay stale, but also, like, find a formula that works for you and then play within that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get creative like... with what works. Yeah. Because you can do so much within a formula. Really, you can. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Other and other people can take the formula and turn it turn it on its head and make it mm -hmm. more accessible, which is I hope is something we can do. We right. <laughs> disrupt the podcast game. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's gonna happen. Yeah. On on the same note as us saying that shit is like. <clears throat> 
I wonder if sometimes the kiddos or new people getting into it because there are still the fantasy tales. I think a lot of people are naive to the amount of work you got to put in to build it. They hop in going like, I'll stream to Twitch for a year and then, you know, I'll do this, I'll do that. And bingo, I got a living. It's like, you got to prepare to not make money, my friend. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, that that's the biggest thing. Is that you have to you have to be willing to to not make money for a while, <laughs> yeah, and understand that it's not overnight success, and sometimes it's embarrassing, and sometimes it's hard. But you know, if you know what is in your heart, what you're trying to do, like just go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing too that I think I think is also a big thing is, and I, this is my own personal opinion, but hustle culture of like making people (laughs) think that you need to be doing like 60 different hustles in order to be successful no No. if you work a full-time job and you stream on the weekends and you get you know that's your way of building up getting popular there's nothing wrong with that no shame in your game like that's a hustle alone so if that's what you need to do until you make enough money that you can start you can start taking an extra day off work and streaming three days a week like slow go bro take your time like mm-hmm. figure out what works like there's no reason for you to kill yourself with a, a hustle game yeah like like yeah on top of that this hustle e- economy thing like for some reason uh this notion that we have to for lack of a better word mm-hmm. uh, kill ourselves to make dough right yeah Mm -hmm. is such a dumb concept right such because at that point you're just like oh i like to me you're not hustling you're just a slave to capitalism yeah Mm -hmm. in another format in a self in a self-inflicted way exactly like you're you're so brainwashed to think that yeah uh rise and grind uh the hustle don't sleep like no you're actually making yourself live shorter because you're stressed out all the time Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, I'm, I, like, I don't, like, if you're watching stream, people watching this, hustle economy is a is not real. It's has yeah. low reward, high risk. That, that's why. Bro, I don't think you've watched the right gurus. This is called the grind state. Hashtag grind state. All right, I'm in my bag, bro. Every morning I wake up at four thirty. I go to the gym and then I fucking meditate. All right. You ain't you ain't even know what a real bag looks like, bro. That's why you're just salty. Bailey's joking, but he literally does that. I know. Bailey is of hustle culture, but it's a different vibe with him. Yeah, honestly, the type of guy to to like tweet out the grind on sleep and then go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, as I honestly, because of this topic, though, that's why I stopped talking about it as much mm-hmm. because i realized i was like contributing to a negative state like although i choose to live that fucking hustly i got a million things going on it definitely ain't the most healthy and then especially as you become more mature you realize like it's okay to work for someone else it's like yeah okay to yeah. work a job right you don't have to be there sitting like oh why don't you you gotta be your own boss fam Come on, why don't you got your own income stream? It's like, no, no, you don't need it. Like Sometimes it's less stressful because you could go to a job and you could leave. You don't have to live my life where I'm stressed out constantly about how all my media right. is performing. Exactly, because <laughs> like, here's the thing. Not everybody in this world 
is built to be a business owner and be a hustler. I'm sorry if that hurts your feeling, mm. yeah. but there are different personality type tests for a reason because some of us are meant to not own businesses and, and be those people, okay? You're just not cut out for it. It's fine. You're not less than. You just hustle different. That's it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree. It's called Sigma. Anyways, <laughs> everyone ignore Raza because working a full time job is a hustle. I don't care what anyone says; it's yeah. a hustle. So yeah, if you're doing that and you're successful at that, and like you're getting your raise, bro, mm -hmm. you're getting your your benefits and your paid time off and your holiday vacation. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Who gives? You're doing exactly what you need to be doing. Don't worry about what everybody else thinks. Fuck like, it. Yeah. This my man's my man's. I was with him this week. I can keep it short. Sorry. Um, I was with him this week. He works at a factory and he was sitting there. He's like a little bunch. He just convinced his boss to pay for an Uber to work and back from work. And he was like, oh, well, you know, it ain't that much because, you know, I'm still working at a factory. It's like, bro, most of the people paying car insurance like you just you just schemed like that's a good win right there. You're working at a factory. Yeah. And your boss pays 50 bucks a day to get you to and from work. And he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, he's paying He's paying $50 a day to get you to work. Like, have your little wins, man. And just because you work yeah. in a factory don't mean shit. Like, mm -hmm. Exactly. It's just like, it's just like, uh, and I, that's like a capitalist level thing, making, like, t having to get your boss to be like, hey, like, pay me more money to get to here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's it's true though it's like there's other ways to win in the hustle game you don't have to you don't have to do it the way that you know you hear it sung about or rapped about or whatever these people whatever these weird pseudo celebrities they're doing on social media like that's not real life bro yeah <laughs> like, well, like that's, no. that's why i make sure i chill with like a, a, a diversity of humans because just like that what am i supposed to judge the guy who works on an assembly line just because what because i'm a because i'm a digital media creator i make youtube videos i can't associate with the plebeians it's like who are you right <laughs> right you like, ain't better than someone just because you make different things right right and and, it, and if you find a, a hustle that is like about something that you like and you enjoy doing that's that's a bigger win. That's like, I would just, like, that's like living your best life at that point. Exactly. You're not killing yourself. You're just doing what you want to do because you said it to yourself. But at the same time, stream, if anybody who, who's watching this, don't set your uh, bar at a mediocre level, right? You got to achieve some gr greatness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I know what Ron's trying to say. <laughs> But, like, set goals for yourself and accomplish what you can. And if you don't yeah. accomplish every single thing you ever set out to do, it doesn't fucking matter. At least you put in the effort. At least you tried. At least you can sit down and say, I only made it this far, but look at all the things that I've accomplished by making it this far. Yeah, exactly. That like, is what I would say is, that's what I would say is the good part of TikTok. I've noticed that a lot of like, it's just celebrating learning and trying rather than yeah. having oh, to be honestly, the best. I want to make it people, so I don't, I don't know. What anyway, <laughs> let's move on because we have talked about this 
very much, and I hope people understand what we were trying to say. Because we went so deep, I'm just going to skip the second section. Is that okay, Raza? God, yeah, because it just it's disruptive. Is it okay. Mimi? No, I'm um, curious. The second it's, side, we're just going to talk more about Twitch. So you'd like to expand on this? Oh. Do you, do, uh, but, no, goodbye, Twitch. No. Done. Okay. All right. Thank you, Wine Mama, the, the consortium of decisions here. Mm -hmm. So now we move on to our Reddit section. This one isn't an am I the asshole, but it is another serious conundrum. So this one mm. I'm going to try to paraphrase, but either way, the point should be conveyed quite clearly. Okay. So. My 25 female, that's me, boyfriend, 26 male, is Punjabi Sikh, and so our relationship is a secret from his family. Does anyone have experience with this? We've been together for just over a year, and the relationship is serious, so it can be hurtful, and he still hasn't told his father about me. They, I, I, the female, have been committed to understanding this because I, I totally get it. It's a very divisive thing, and it's his beliefs. He says no one in his family has ever dated a white girl before, and that divorce is not typically heard of. So, so he's scared to tell them because he has to be a hundred percent sure this is going to work. Because, like, like Catholics, the divorce is not an option. Now, they've been dating. We've been dating for almost over a year. And he's talking more about introducing me to his parents. And that makes me nervous considering how serious he conveyed the reaction to be. So his sister has known about us for most of the relationship, doesn't give a hell. And then the longer our relation, relationship goes on, the harder it's been to remain a secret from his side of the family. And it feels almost childish to try to like hide it. Cause you know, I gotta park in different driveways. I gotta go down the street around a corner. So does anyone have experience or advice with this kind of situation. TLDR, the boyfriend is Punjabi and can't tell his dad about us yet because I am white. I'm going to leave this to you, Raza, to go ahead first. I think, because I, I have think you no, have to like, open I can't, this, Raza. I can't. I was going to. I can't. It's hard, bro, because I don't think my opinion would be great right now. Like, uh, okay, a little bit, a bit of a. What's the word? Um, the thing before you uh, uh, the calm preface. before the storm. Uh, uh, uh no. Uh, yeah, a preface. Uh, the reason why okay. I picked this because I was just like, hey, uh, all of us have dealt with something like this growing up. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd hope so. Yeah. Uh, even me. Um, I okay. So okay. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm blabbering. But um, mm -hmm. um, when I was younger, I, I dealt with it. Um, but over time, because I, my parents, I'm a, I come from a very liberal, progressive Muslim household, and that's not a common thing to my understanding. So I understand where this person is coming from, uh, uh, because dating uh, because the parents don't want the kids to be uh, to participate in Western things. That's mm -hmm. a very mm -hmm. that's a very common thing. So I get that, but uh, from what from experience and from hearing my other uh, uh, Pakistani and in, in, in Indian friends, it's just like what they do. What the common thing is, they 
ease them into it depending on the strictness of the parents right they ease them into it and they're like hey this is my boyfriend or girlfriend she so happens to be a different color though than us and like it's like the adjustment period is like quite long there may be some um resentment but like it's just like the, the these parents just essentially don't want their kids to become like or like not become like just to be hey you're letting you're losing our own values you're letting mm. western values uh overtake what you have been taught right so that's what it is and that's what i'm what i i gather yeah from, from mm -hmm. that the hiding part i can't relate to because i've never hidden anything um in that sense but like is like well, my parents have been always just like is was it dating so such an and such so like my parents don't get mad about it they're like what are you doing they're like this is right this is something that's not part of our thing our 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 culture and whatever but mm -hmm. we can't really tell you what to do so i don't but i i, I can't i i can't be in in their mm -hmm. shoes and, and and tell you what mm -hmm. right. is going no on. that's fair so okay so i think the one opinion that i really have that i hold um because i can't really sit here and judge a family for feeling how they feel about their their views i guess their family traditions like what sort of culture they want their family members to be a part of and grow up in and i get that mm -hmm. i think like as a parent <laughs> as a parent because i can't really i can't i feel like i can't speak to the kids like he's gonna have to figure out how to have this conversation with his parents where yeah. he's open and honest with them mm -hmm. that's just gonna have to be how that is um but i think the biggest issue when it comes to cultural difference differences and relationships and stuff like that is to the parents is the secrecy mm -hmm. i feel like it's your responsibility to accept your child in all degrees of their lives because the last thing you want is for them to hide something like that and this is this is my true crime brain that's coming out right now because i know like i've 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 looked into multiple cases where it's muslim families and the muslim boys date white women and there's a lot of secrets and then something oh. bad happens and the parents don't know anything about it Mm -hmm. And that's more dangerous than your kid maybe liking a white girl, you know? And mm -hmm. that's something that I think is very concerning. And it's like, you don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. Mm -hmm. But you should create an open space for your child. And not just in the sense of a Muslim culture. We're mm -hmm. also talking about in an LGBTQ culture. We're talking about in any interracial cult culture or just relationships in general. I, I feel yeah. like as a parent, it's your responsibility to be like, whoever you like is whoever you like, please bring them home because mm -hmm. you need to know what's going on in your child's life. Yeah. And I know that they're a little bit older, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. But there are many cases. There are many cases where people have gotten hurt because of secrets. Yeah. That's where it's, that's where it's unhealthy. That's where it's unsafe. At some point as a parent, like, you got to put your ego aside and say, okay, I have to, I want to know my child so that I can be aware of what's going on. Yeah. yeah. And 
and to piggy uh sorry Bailey, i just want to say mm-hmm. no you're good but uh like and like um and and like the whole thing is what i had this conversation with my uh, my my mom these ki- uh these uh these it like they come over from other countries uh with their cultures and their traditions and and that and that and that's uh, fine right but it's when their child starts to accept the western uh like uh, values as well as their eastern ones then there's no issue there is what like mm-hmm. because then you're ha- having the best of, of, of both worlds uh you're still doing what you need to do but you're also uh not and not being uh like not like holding yourself back just because one side of of your culture is telling you to do it now mm-hmm. the punjabi and uh, punjabi sikh people i gotta also add, add this are very like kind of hardcore uh like mm-hmm. yeah my, my mom is been punjabi but she's a different somehow a different like type of, of, of punjabi but uh like uh so they are more into their whole practice their whole like culture but at the same time they're they're very open to a lot of stuff that uh canadians do so Mm -hmm. like it just him to uh and what wine mom says to keep it a secret is doing a lot more damage so like Mm -hmm. parents may be accepting they may not even like be like okay if i'm lying unless you're not doing anything bad right so like it's just the he needs to like yeah have an actual conversation with his yeah yeah Yeah. like i used to do shit for my roommates down to like i would have to buy the bacon for him because his dad would check his receipts and if he saw there was pork on it he would get cheesed at him right serious levels of patrolling and Mm -hmm. that was like the piece of advice along these lines to agree with the two of you of like, mm-hmm. man, if you're living Western values, I understand that maybe you don't want to, you don't want to break, like be, you don't want to be haram, like you don't want to fucking eat the pork. I get it, but yeah. like at the same time, man, if you're embracing Eastern values, where's the line? Now that's where I think talking to this this story exactly is like, after a year, it's serious dating. I understand that you don't want to come to your family and be like, yo, I've been dating this girl like two months, meet her. But you'll be like, yeah, I think at a point you could be like, I am in a, a committed relationship. I may not want to marry this woman, but like, this is my foot down of like, I want to date in a committed fashion. Yeah. So yeah. marriage is a very, very serious thing in my, in like, in Pakistan. Yeah. Things. So like, when you bring a girl home, guys, it's with the intent to marry them. The first girl. Yes. You- no no yes understood mm-hmm. yeah definitely so, yeah yeah so 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 like uh uh i think that's his fear but like i think like oh he's gonna marry a white girl like no it's not at all he's just has a thing he maybe in a couple years it may not work out who, who knows right it isn't nothing is set in 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 stone too so right uh it's just like i I like okay, and I I do empathize with the boy or oh, what well, the 
the, the girl, the girl, the girl. Because <laughs> my ex barely knows my ex, uh, who is also brown. Mm-hmm. And she hid me, also mm-hmm. brown, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just like, it's, it's, it, uh, we don't do it to just other cultures. We do it to ourselves too, because dating, Absolutely. For, for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, fortunately in Pakistan, we're actually being more open about this and we're being kind of more pro- progressive, but um, uh, even in, in India, but uh, dating is a very, for some reason, it's a taboo because you have to marry the person you meet. You have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, marriage is such a big deal to us so i think that's his fear his parents want to know the intent that's i think that's what his his whole right. worry come, come from. which like all that stuff i definitely respect and i understand mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i feel like as a parent of a child it's your responsibility to be like is the safety and the bond that i have with my child more important than if they're gonna marry this white girl that they're hanging out with yes yeah in a western country where i already know like you already know they're doing doing all the things you don't want them to do you you brought them to a western country you already know don't pretend you don't but now think about the safety of your child yes because that's more important especially with the women like that upsets me the most is the fact that like the women are encouraged, not encouraged, but it's it's almost like you gotta hide it. And it's like women are significantly more at risk of partner, like, abuse, abuse right? Yeah. So it's like to have them hide that from daddy because you don't want daddy to be mad mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. more detrimental to your child than them being like, I'm dating this white guy who lives down the street. Here's his mom's name and number just mm-hmm. in case. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly, and and the double standardness in in my mm-hmm. culture and Punjabi and Sikh and the Indian culture is so astounding. So this boy may have an easier time talking to his 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 parents about t- dating a white girl because yeah. he's a boy. A yeah. girl, you know what would happen to a girl? Send her back home. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Canada is messing her head up. Uh, yeah. She's she's uh, bringing dishonor to the uh, family name. Now that issue is becoming such a big issue that like my generation of uh, Pakistani and like Indian and like all the people in Southeast Asia are now actually be like, what is going on? You're actually ruining our, our lives. Right. Because you're not going to raise your child like that. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Well. Mm-hmm. If I have one, um, but uh, it's just it's just like we we put girls on a higher responsible pedestal. Like a uh, 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 a boy can you know do something heinous. They can you know for somebody, and the mother and father be like, oh oh no, my son, my son, my boy, don't. Don't take my boy away from me. Meanwhile, if a girl does something as date a guy outside of her culture, be like, yeah, we have to like get her married to the next brown. That's boy. it. It's oh, over. Yeah. Get her on the plane. And, like, I've See, spoken to her, like many girls. Oh, sorry, Bailey. It's going to be a wrong. I was time. just a tag on. I was just going to say the amount of girls I knew in high school that would have to come to school and change because of that shit. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The same damn thing. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah, and she went to and like and this problem makes in in our community kids run away from home a lot mm-hmm. because of of the pressure. Yeah, that they have 
thought they have. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, like, as a white person, obviously I've talked about this before in other race issues. I feel like it's not my place to have an opinion or really say anything in regards to a culture that I don't know, live in, grow up in, or understand completely. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, like, the main focus for me out of all of this is, like, if you want to have your cultural norms, I respect that. But if it comes down to the safety of your child, that changes everything. Yeah. That that changes everything. 100%. Even it's like even in like you know with white people too. It's very common for us to keep secrets based on who we're dating as well. And it's like at some point you have to get over this secrecy thing because the safety of your children is going to be way more important than they're dating the weird guy down the street. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, yeah, like like, <clears throat> like and often like the girls that uh like pakistan like southeast asian girls who get like married to guys that they barely know are be end up be the guys they end up with are sorry to say psychotic they're insane mm. right mm -hmm. so like yeah your safety is of like should be your number one priority um for your your, your child because this is well like, and like ha you want them to be happy yeah. And even if they don't pick the right person in the first time around and that person doesn't be, mm -hmm. you want them to at least have the opportunity to be like, okay, I'm not happy here. I got to go. You know yeah. what I mean? Like so, you shouldn't, yeah. you should want the safety and the happiness of your child over every and anything period. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah re regardless of denomination. So I want to make sure I'm not making, yeah. I'm not specifically speaking on Sikh people, regardless of denomination, like religious people that have that value of like the woman you bring home is, has to be the one you marry is like that exact problem you brought up is the perplexing one to me. Like, don't you want your child to be better equipped? I understand if you could be like, don't be extra promiscuous. Cause God says that's bad. But like, at least like, don't like, shouldn't your child date so that you can have a successful marriage? Like, don't you want them to be equipped for a good marriage? Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Educate them, inform them, encourage in the right direction, but allow them to figure it out. Yeah, like, like we like in in Southeast Asian cultures we have an issue that we baby the boys till they're like 30 yeah. 40 and they don't know what the hell is going on in the dating world because the 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 mother and uh father are out there looking for girls for the boy and the boy mm -hmm. has no concept about relationship right yeah mm -hmm. So that's why in my culture like in Pakistan I, I there's a huge issue with like uh, I, don't, I don't know if I can say this but like abuse right like mm -hmm. um, like because the the men there do not understand that that women are not a commodity but they're also yeah. like you know people yeah mm -hmm. I mean one of my really good girlfriends she comes from um a cultural background that's quite similar where she is a single mom now of a five of a almost five-year-old and her mother still makes comments about the fact that she got divorced yeah yeah like I, what do you what like would you have rather her stay in that financially abusive as well as everything else situation right, right. with a four-year-old makes no yeah. sense to constantly yeah, yeah. throw that in someone's face whenever you like get mad and be like, well, you got divorced. 
Okay. Like, yeah, so I'm I'm living my best life. You have now bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like. Yeah, just like yeah, this is like like I I know for a there, I I again like the I'm my upbringing is actually closer to your guys' upbringing because like, mm -hmm. my parents uh, there are people in my family who have gotten divorced and this is like it is a lot of whoa, 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 mm -hmm. what it is so like but I noticed uh, some sort of cultural uh differences are like yeah like divorce is a taboo for us but at the same time <clears throat> like we are kind of like understanding of why they're doing it mm -hmm. like like yeah like it's you're not happy why do you want to be in a relationship that you're not happy with it's gonna make unhealthy Who are you yeah uh so yeah it's like I and like the best part, the best part is just yeah. If you speak to any of our Maldives, for example, they'll say, um, uh, look at our uh, marriages, like, look, like, look, like, look at uh, marriages happening in the Western world. People are getting divorced left, left, left right, in, in center. Look at the, the divorce rate happening in in Pakistan or any other Muslim countries, it's low. And then you look into it, you're like, the reason why it's low is because it's the woman will get like it's illegal basically illegal. in other terms. She will get like killed like her own parents will do yeah. stuff, right? So like it's yeah, divorce rate is low, it's because you're not really allowed to giving get giving a choice. Yeah. Like again these laws are slowly changing and mm -hmm. I because now women and more progressive people like liberalism is becoming a thing there. Pakistan is going through their own like awakening for some weird reasoning. Um, but like, I always like looked like, oh yeah, I was like, was so proud of that. Like, yeah, us Muslims don't get divorced. We're like, wait a second. There's a, there's a, there's a bad message there. There's an elephant in the room yeah, that we're ignoring. Yeah, we're ignoring. So, like, see him. But even in like in our religious text, I'm pretty sure like there is something there that says you like divorce is acceptable under certain terms. Just like here, like yeah. under certain terms, you can get a divorce. I mean, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like you shouldn't stay with someone because you feel like you have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Period. I I really don't give a shit of any circumstances. No financial circumstance, no no time circumstance, no children, no no tied properties, no joint bank accounts, nothing exactly. should tie you to a person if you no longer feel safe there. Once women become empowered in those countries, which they already starting to are, mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to see a societal change. We're going to be like yeah. women are going to actually <laughs> the joke part is that divorce rates may skyrocket in like Pakistan, yeah. in, in, in India, but people will be happier. People will be living longer. People won't be obsessed with the concept of marriage. They won't be like, oh, let's, we gotta find the because like here in Canada, in in North America, that's how it was in the fifties and sixties, right? Mm -hmm. Early 50s. But I mean, people are getting married, and engaged, left, right, and center here yeah it but, happens all the time yeah but like i from my experience it's it's like people who, who like each other I yeah hope. exactly but i digress yeah yeah no okay um 
Any last words on your thoughts? One piece of advice for a man who may be shy to tell his parents about his partner. Do we have one piece of advice? Encouragement for it. someone nervous. Just a speech Just before do it. have a PowerPoint presentation. That sounds about yeah. right. I like that. Okay, prepare a PowerPoint. Make sure yeah. you've got a lot of uh, a lot of religious rhetoric in there, and yeah. then you know just tie it in. Oh. You got to create a philosophical justification. Oh, 100%. hundred percent. Get all right, folks. This was uh, surprisingly. I started this off saying we'd be low energy, but this worked out quite well. Uh, we happen to be opinionated people, so even when we are sassy, somehow we tend to get thoughts out about things that are semi-cohesive. <laughs> if you can believe it or not. So if you are listening to the recorded version of this, we record this live on Twitch. If you hang out with us on Mondays, you can not only listen to the podcast ahead of everyone else as we record it, but you can hang out with us and chat afterwards. Now, we appreciate you guys. We've had a great time. I've had a good time. I don't know about Raza. He looks quite sad all the time, so it's, it's tough to tell. Um, Wake me up. <laughs> otherwise we're about to switch to let's chat mode tune in next week on your podcast platform or here and you'll 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 hear from us soon thank you again for watching us badly talk about these these topics you can follow us on twitch marching into madness all one word no space on the gram marching underscore into underscore madness and on Patreon at patreon.com slash marching into madness. And again on Le Discord A at marching into madness. Join us and Bailey will pay you 10 whole Canadian dollars. <laughs> you can follow Whitey at Bailey underscore me. Media on the Insta, you must definitely follow the life of our of our whole podcast, Wine Mom at X Wine Mom X because the year's two thousand and two, and we still have have the X in our names. And me, your favorite uh, brown boy at underscore r dot r malik on underscore. Thank you for the third time. We love you. Drink some milk and be healthy. Remember, kids. Say no to school and yes to <laughs> It's like such bad advice. It's like here we put this well-formulated podcast together with good insight on facts and truth and political points and social issues. Don't go to school, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Ba Bailey listens to me say the sentence and he goes, mm, maybe I should say my sentence now. <laughs> <laughs>